0: what's going on everybody welcome to another episode of hollywood already did it your weekly movie podcast about remakes reboots sequels adaptations and why we are in a perpetual cycle of properties and ips and sameness why did it resolve with the right It fuck What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hollywood Already Did It, your weekly movie podcast about reboots, remakes, sequels, adaptations, and why we are in a never-ending cycle of IPs and properties and, and endless repetition. Are these themes relevant to a modern audience? Why were they relevant before? Is there any reason to mine your childhood for anything other than money? Your hosts are here to find out. As always, I am Blake Schultz, and with me is Terrence Tatum
1: hello everyone
0: and this week we are here talking about the conjuring three the devil made me do it which is already doing a major sin in my opinion of adding a subtitle to your third movie either have numbers or have well, subtitles you Did numbers before stick yeah. to it yeah
1: you did numbers before now you're not i'm confused
0: <laughs> yeah i can't stand it conjuring one conjuring two conjuring colon <laughs> what is this doing here But that is neither here nor there. The movie came out this weekend on HBO Max and theatrically following the real case of the Warrens after a murder in which the plaintiff claimed that the devil possessed and made them do it. It sounds like it would be on the cover of The Inquirer, and I bet it was. I'm sure it was, next (laughs) to the UFO. I mean, well, now those are there, but, you know, Blake 182 isn't out there proving demons yet. They were very focused. Uh, anyways, it is the third entry in just the Conjuring series and the seventh,
1: eighth, ninth. Seven, yeah. in these I,
0: off. Three Annabelles. I keep forgetting about none, the curse. The curse the, of La Verana. Yeah. Yeah. Terrence, what did you think of the Conjuring three?
1: uh it's it's funny I, I i love the first two i think james Wan. well let me rephrase that i love the first one i really like the second one although it's basically a replica of the first one just on times 10
0: he sings that whole elvis song for those kids <laughs> i think it really sets it apart
1: those films are very much the same um but i think that's sort of also the case with this exorcism and possession movies you sort of know what you're kind of getting into this one i dug Quite a bit more than I thought it was because it was from the director of the curse, which I think is the worst of this entire sort of franchise. I was like oh, I'm not going in happy, but what I dug is that it did something a little different. It wasn't necessarily a one to one like in a house. Let's go to this house and and clear this possession. It became sort of a crime story and uh, a sort of a trial that we have to figure out, go around to these pieces and do detective work and kind of figure out where this curse is coming from. And I dug that being the set piece. A lot it got me interested. This movie, though, I think above all the other countries kind of opened batshit crazy. Like the first 20 minutes of this is one of the, I was like, what is going on? And it's weird, it's strategic to sort of open on such a high and then kind of go slow down for the rest of the film. But it worked for me because I was in, I was like, I don't know what the hell is going on, but I'm here from this point on. And I was like, kind of a cool way to do something a little bit different than the rest of the series did. Uh, I think the Warrens are still the, the, the bread and butter of this entire franchise, if you have uh Vera and, 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 and uh, the lead kind of going, it works. Because their chemistry is what makes this work. And at the end of the day, like I said, it's, it's very old hat. It's very familiar. But they did enough tweaks here and there to keep me interested as a, much more than I think Conjuring 2 did for me.
0: Oh, I mean, it's leaps and bounds over The Conjuring 2, I think. That was a stuffed movie for spinoffs that we still have yet to get. I don't have a Crooked Man movie. I don't don't want one. So I don't know why that lanky man was waltzing around. (laughs) Uh, We're not singing full songs to children. The first thing it does better We've cut 40 minutes away from The Conjuring 2. Horror movies, especially these kind, get in, get out, 90 minutes or more. I don't want to sit here on some in-game level nonsense. Even the It movies, we can trim those down. I don't need a six-hour cut of these kids being scared of a clown. I don't need it. I like but, those movies, but that's a lot of time.
1: Well, possession films have no reason ever to be longer than an hour and 40 minutes.
0: No, because it's always the same tactic to do this. Right. We're going to get a priest. He's going to throw some holy water. He's going to yeah. say some words from a dead language. Uh, I also really enjoyed this one. And you're right. From the jump, we're there. I am not used to giant loud bass in my ear in horror movies. That was a little system shock to get to. But these scares and even the the dramatic tension. Of sending this demon from one person to the other, and then watching this this teenager deal with this in a but in a weird way where nobody else seems to recall it happening. His girlfriend keeps being like, What's going on? I was like, You are in the room,
1: so I so that so that was the one part of me that was confused. I was like, Did no one else visual, like visually or audibly hear this besides? Mr. Warren, because I was, he knew and it seemed like until he woke up, no one else was the wiser. And I'm like, there I get because she was sort of far off. But you, young lady, were right next to your boyfriend. <laughs> you should know what's happening.
0: Yeah, I feel like everyone should have been in on that bit. Nobody was. Yeah. But everything else, the story is very unique. I love the idea of mixing in a trial and this almost like cross-country adventure to now deal with like, almost Druidic charms Mm -hmm. and curses and witchcraft it gives it a very different texture than the other two movies although we are leaning a little bit out of traditional roman catholicism exorcisms also some great imagery to classic movies when the priest walks up we have a very similar shot to the exorcist movie you'll love seeing that He's wandering around like Jack Taurus at the end of this movie with that sledgehammer instead of the axe. A you strange. love that. Yeah. Great homages to great horror movies. The characterization, this relationship that they both have. Watching them, like, prove it a lot, which was fun because, you know, we have the, we'll, make, we'll introduce you to Annabelle. We don't need to see Annabelle in this movie. We just cut to her working the case. I love because it. Because we've because been
1: here. Sh- because we've all been here. It was the, the look on her face when it cuts to her, obviously having to go into that house. You're like, oh, she went through some shit when she got into that house. And it was great because she's like, oh yeah, he's going to he's gonna uh, say that he's demonically possessed. That's what we're going to do here.
0: I mean, yeah, the we do this again with this cop, with this cold case. And even then we get to see like new versions of their powers. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing front to back- really moved for me the scares were pretty good not too many like jump scares there was enough just like classic tension that I was held I didn't feel like a lot of these movies fall into a trope of if you think this face is scary or like watch me transform and have fangs and that's the horror I felt like we had enough differentiation in the types of scares to not keep being predictable
1: and I I also think that it sets early that being possessed or being um, under their control, you're not in charge of who you see as the other person. So it became sometimes like, oh wait, are they actually trying to stab this, or are they trying to stab someone? Person like, oh that cool, that keeps me on my toes because I don't know what it is. And then all of a sudden you you sort of break the wall and come out of. It and you're like, oh, you're trying to stab your your wife. This this is this is bad.
0: <laughs> I think probably the biggest challenge the movie has if you are in real life a skeptic of these kind of things, which I am. I don't think that I'll just buy into it, but I think I also don't buy out of it entirely either. Um, yeah. But, you know, I just don't think it's like Ghostbusters, Ghost. I don't know. That's not what we're here to talk about. But they, we know, watching these films, that in the world of these movies, not our real world, mind you, but the real world of these movies that are based on true events, there are demons. Mm-hmm. So then, for the case... To resolve the way it does in the real world, spoiler alert, he goes to jail for manslaughter for five years, but it's fine. He gets out and he marries his sweetheart. It works out for him. Right. But to kind of posit to us, since 2013, when the first one came out, 2012, 2013, when the first one came out, go surreal, and then have your big climactic case be like, nah, it feels like a giant joke that we've been set up and the punchline. Cause he, he, they shoot that courtroom in such a way that you think he's gonna get off. And I actually knew this case. So I, he got up. I was like, okay. oh man, they're gonna change it because he looks behind them he like he's in the them, green mile like know, it's all fine yeah and then we just cut to black and they're like oh, he oh yeah went by away. the way <laughs> he won
1: 100 went to prison
0: <laughs> They don't even let the jury no. read the verdict in the room no so we end this movie on a note of like it's gonna work out they did a lot of work
1: yeah i it's it's weird though because i and then i think i don't obviously i don't have all the intro of the actual case but my understanding is typically they went in originally for a, a more serious charge manslaughter is less than like murder one or or whatnot so i mean I think, even
0: five years for manslaughter is pretty good
1: yeah it's like you're doing pretty well so i think that's i think the jury probably was like yeah we quasi believe that he may be under have been under the influence of something else but we can't actually be like yeah ghosts or demons so uh give him five well, they- years and we'll, we'll call it a we'll call it a day
0: They have what I thought was going to be explored more in the movie in the mid credits as the credits are rolling the actual audio from the case of well what do you want us to do say that this kid is innocent and then have anybody who comes in here be like the devil
1: right. The devil yes. did it and it got mentioned a little bit in the in the in the in the in the sentence i think by the lawyer she before she went to the house that we don't see she kind of was like then we're gonna have if we open this floodgate then we're gonna have people saying hey the devil maybe do it all the time and it does i mean you say the title out it sounds a little goofy when you when you really think about it but yes it does make it a little flimsy if we, we were now saying that hey the court but it is when you start playing in a different world the church is has a very different stipulation that you have to prove versus law, the law. The yeah
0: i also like the point that you know courts recognize god every time somebody signs an I love oath that. yeah well like, why can't well, they recognize
1: the yeah. devil he's here too well, because sir to
0: only traditional catholicism has the... <laughs> maybe we're something else yeah uh but i thought that was great i, I thought it was back to form in a way you know I you did. don't have james wan's secret sauce in it but it felt Wait. like
1: watching, like, I'm a True Detective fan, especially that first season. This felt like very much if True Detective and The Conjuring sort of merge into one film, this is sort of what you get. And I, and it's just, I like both of them. I was happy with that. Um, I also am a sucker for love. So anytime love sort of is the reason why that unlocks your you guys from basically murdering each other. I'm like, oh, they really do love each other. That's great. <laughs> they
0: did it. <laughs> See, if we had demons, we could have reality shows of if they really love each other, they could fight off this demon. True. And if not, I mean, I think this is all great.
1: The demon just asked him questions, like, how well do you know your husband? <laughs> not well enough. You must, I now need your soul. I now own
0: you. <laughs> I think that would be great. I would watch it every day. Indeed. But, you know, I everything that I loved, this these weird totems that she was making, it almost felt like the original exorcism, where I was like, I don't know if we should have these on the film set. Was this... Is this yeah. okay? Should we like, be doing yeah, like this? right? I was like, we're
1: we're sort of playing around, like is this good? No, can we do actually do this? Um uh, yeah, there are a lot of things that I liked about this. I like the fact that they're the whole them her sending flowers to the house to put a a, a, a a curse in on them. I was like, Oh, that's that's pretty sweet. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh basically them her the spirit staying one head one uh one step ahead of them. I was like, Oh, this is fun. Yeah, I, it was
0: I, a very unique spin on a yeah. story we've seen a lot. Correct, and I think that's kind of what we needed. now I don't know. Again, I don't have the case in front of me, but I don't. I don't know that there was a. I don't know liberties... that they were finding totems under right. houses and yeah, flying to Connecticut. And... Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't I know don't what know. liberties were taken. It, it worked for the the structure of the story. that They because well, otherwise, what
0: are you going to do? Have the trial of the Chicago Seven, but with a right as like we were in a
1: courthouse the whole time, or like we're just listening to tapes? That's not going to be interesting.
0: So I think you know that's how it sets it apart i feel like in the horror movie in the possession world the exorcism world we get a lot of the same stuff the scares are very similar people are crawling on walls they're vomiting they're, they're the, jerking the off the, with the cross ride. yeah <laughs> like we've seen it we've seen yeah. the best of it in the 70s we're seeing it again now in a big resurgence and i i think this is the kind of weird stuff it needs to set it apart i like mixing and matching my mythologies a little bit yeah. i'm like whatever Sure, there aren't like, you know, we're reading Latin and dead languages. There's obviously not a lot of this going on in traditional religion but yeah bring in some other type of totems. bring in witchcraft it's all there they've got a samurai head in their trophy room (laughs) like what are they going out and doing that too that's an entirely different philosophy (laughs) that's right i was like that's something i want to see that movie and i want to know what's up with the little nutcrackers on the shelf yeah every time we're in that trophy room oh i just want to i pause every
1: time and i'm just like what is this what does this thing do yeah they've got some fascinating stuff down there that they could mine forever um, and
0: I'm sure they will. <laughs> I'm oh yeah, sure they will. I'm sure they will. Which is good because I I feel like this is what we don't get a lot of. We don't get a lot of if it is real, then what? Right. This is one of the first times I feel like they've posited to a larger theme of well, if there are demons and everybody is doing this, what does this do to our entire way of life? Right. Who's getting off because of the of the devil? And how do you really prove that? How good of a lawyer do you need? Yeah.
1: You have to be a pretty damn good lawyer to be like, hey, especially back then. I think, I think it's always going to be that way. But I think at that point in time when there was a lot more like, you're, we call BS on this, 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 this show you're doing. Uh, you're putting these spirits here, and until, and even if you get one or two people to believe you, you that's not going to fix the. Like they got the police officer; they probably got a lot of people in that precinct because there's like, hey, yeah, she did. Yeah, exactly. They weren't on the jury exactly. though. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So then, like I said, we've been doing this since the 70s. Exorcisms have been a story. I feel like before serial killers, which is like the fascination of now in the 90s and yeah. the 80s, it was exorcisms. That was the 60s, 70s, and early 80s Yeah. in the real world. So why? Why do we keep redoing this story? We just said, that it keeps kind of feeling the same unless we splice it up with 12 angry men so why do why does the box office keep proving that this is scary why do i still freak out when i know the girl is going to have fangs and a demon face and i'm so like ah what an <laughs> yeah. unexpected thing that i never horror would have film. seen
1: this happening um it's weird because i mean these have been going like the omen the poltergeist all of these films have just always existed and they always bring in audiences and i I think it's people have a fascination with religion overall um whether they believe it or they don't they're still like i am sort of tiptoeing back and forth i'm curious maybe this stuff does exist and so when you flip that on its head and you start saying if it does exist then these sort of have to exist too you start playing that 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 world of aliens and Bigfoot and then this one, this is in that weird spot where it feels a little bit more tangible and a little bit more possible than than the, the aliens on Mars or, or Bigfoot. This feels like, hey, if I believe this, this, and this, this could also be true. And so we start seeing stories that started questioning that and and, and, and turning your beliefs like, well, what if? Uh, is there this maybe this does exist it it becomes entertainment to some and they kind of like i'm curious to watch this i want to always see this um i question people i think i think anybody and i'm not a believer i'm not but i think anybody as a person who was raised baptist i think anybody who does not question that stuff is doing a disservice to themselves. I think you should always have in your head, like, but if this is the case, then this also has to work and this, this, this. And I think that is why these films work because you start kind of putting the plus twos in together. And you're like, ah, uh, yeah, this does make me some questions some things that I I, I may have a, a little bit more, I'm not as fully uh, willing to just take that leap of faith in. I need to kind of see how the, the nuts and bolts of this work.
0: No, I think you're right. I think there's always going to be perverting the safe will always be scary. Taking the safety of of the babysitters here and nobody can get in and having Michael Myers come in, the safety of a a camp where everything's supposed to be okay, but there's an unstoppable force is always going to be something that scares us and gives us a sense of catharsis. Because I think there's also an appeal to even if the devil himself shows up, we can fight it. I think part of that is the interesting thing unless you're in the legal system in which case you'll do 5 years for manslaughter. <laughs> but there is also you're right there's a curiosity in religion there's a curiosity in messing around with things we should have mess around with mm-hmm. there's a curiosity in the afterlife and part of you know demons in a way is karma. A lot of it is well you know if you don't do things good then this will happen. But there's something else also to it where you go, but even if you're really good, it's going to seek you out right. and drag you down, and it's going to destroy everything. And I think there's also a, I don't know, a liberation in that, that even the best of us aren't safe And I think a liberation in that even the worst of us can be redeemed. I think there's a weird thing in demonology and in the horror world itself of, well, all this happened, but we survived. You always have to have the survivor. You know, even at the end of this case, we go, but it's okay. He got married. They're together to this day. Everything's fine. We have all these tapes. And I think there's something to us when we go, oh, well, great. Yeah. Maybe my car accident's not that bad.
1: Right. You, you it, it is and also, yeah, there's a lot of like we put this person through pure, literally pure hell. Like we put them through everything, but they came out on the other side of it in a in a pretty good spot. But I think that a lot of people there is a catharsis of people watching people go through it. Cause in most of these possession films, most of these exorcist films, typically the lead character ends up okay. Like the, they, they, the demon is excised. Compared um,
0: to a slasher film, there's, it's very low body counts.
1: Correct. Correct. So typically that is the purpose of these. So it's a bit of a, like a cathartic release, like, man, they threw everything, but the kitchen sink at this person, but they came out and they're good. Like that is sort of that, that sigh of relief with these type of films when it's all said and done.
0: There's also then, you know, the idea of it being true. And I feel like, for whatever reason, we're much more scared when it's the idea that it could be true. yeah I think where you know looking at the slasher genre again, scream is based on terrible grisly murders right And there's something about that when you look at it next to Halloween or Jason where you're like, well, these are unstoppable cosmic forces that you right. can't do anything about, but it's so much scarier and scream's a comedy. But there's something scarier of it being like, well, I was targeted by kids in my high school, right? And there were two of them, and it was somebody that I loved, that I knew, and somebody else, yeah. And I think that kind of fear, it, it we want to go see that mm-hmm. because it's real. Because you know, we yeah. know Alien is well. We know the events of Alien are not based on a true story. <laughs> Correct. Uh, so when we watch it, I think there's also a sense of safety. I think mm-hmm. there's a sense that Ripley is going to get off that ship.
1: There's a a, a a a disconnect, not a disconnect, but there's a, shield, a protecting shield whereas like, I know the stuff here that is not ever going to be a one-to-one to anything that I go through. Whereas a lot of these things are like, hey, this... It's happened to my neighbor. This could have happened to my neighbor. This could happen in my neighborhood. It is a lot more real and tangible for people.
0: Well, and then it kicks off the water cooler talk. I think everybody likes to leave a movie that's based on a true story and go, you think that's real? You think all and of you, this is? You've always like, got somebody at me at the table being like, no. And, and then, then somebody you go down, else at the table being like, it's happened <laughs> it's, to it's me. It's
1: happened, yeah. And then you go down the rabbit hole... And you start looking up stuff and like, oh, wow, there, there were tapes and this was a thing. And you're like, oh, crap, this some of this stuff, yeah, so they embellished this. But what, how much did they embellish? And you just start going further and further down. It's sort of like we said earlier with those murder cases and where we are now with making a murder and all that stuff. That's sort of what this creates, too, when you come out of these, these films.
0: And look, even if it's not real, it's creepy that you made that totem. That's weird and scary yeah. and f- creepy (laughs) yeah it's a very weird thing where it's like okay well maybe there wasn't a demon but somebody made a like a dead rabbit skull and put it under your house with the intention to kill you
1: (laughs) right so (laughs) they went out of their way to curse you so they yeah yeah
0: and there's power in that i mean even you know you think about curse words like damn even is as simple as like people like we don't you don't 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 wish that on somebody. Don't say that. Like, who who knows? Like, we all have a weird, almost like manners. There's a sense of being like, don't don't say that.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) No, 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 no. Don't do that. And it's interesting because I I wonder if part of the happy ending that we're talking about is why this movie ends the way it did. Because I wanted a little bit more of the case. I kind of wanted to watch 12 angry men meets the exorcist i kind of kind of wanted them to read that verdict
1: you wanted to see that out loud, or and see the faces of the jurors because i think that would have been kind of cool too because you know out of the 12 yes they they come to a conclusion but there's going to be about three of them that are probably looking at him in just pure fear like is the devil still in there type of situation it's not like
0: they brought in evidence like they they defeat this woman they destroy her altar the the father of this woman dies right so there's really only a trail of death. So they're yeah. now, I want to see them walk into court and be like, your honor, this witch killed our only witness. Yeah. And I'm like, this also, this opens up a lot of other questions and I kind of want to see. I want to meet the prosecutor. I want to meet the judge. I want to, I want to watch. We haven't really ever had to watch them really convince anyone. right? They're always showing up in homes that are haunted. That like, are already haunted, and the, the, the house for the most there. part is
1: already in it. Yeah, they already know that. Oh, yeah, we're we're, we're in it right now. It was it weird, is- and it's probably probably means nothing. But the prosecutor in this, her face when the verdict is being given, seems something of like a caring person. I was like, okay, I just think she's might be reading. Like nobody corrected her on how to read that because that just seems
0: yeah. Uh, well, and you know, I also kind of want to see them answer that question. What does this do to our system? Because you then have to wonder, you know, if you're really making a fake movie, you could have added a character that's like, look, we believe you. We have to put this kid in jail though. Right. Unless you, unless you, the Warrens are going to defend and be ready to prove sometimes to yourselves that it's not always a demon. Right. Are you guys going to do all that legwork?
1: It's funny. uh, There's the the show on um, CBS called Evil with... uh... I call him Luke Cage with my culture that is basically what that show consists of is of him he is the person that kind of go he and his team kind of go in to call bs on the ones where it's just like simple things They're like oh yeah this isn't like the uh, a a spirit or a ghost that has happened this is literally somebody was acting with the security camera and it has to edge it or sometimes it actually is and like that's where I think it seems like you want the movie to sort of do some of the legwork that that does, even if it's in a small doses. To kind of like, hey, yeah. or at least have an alternate like, yes, if this person is possessed, let's have another person that exists to say that, hey, maybe he's just a effed up person. And, and that's what happened.
0: I also, I don't know, maybe it's because I am skeptical, but I'm like, I want to see them be wrong once. Yeah. I kind of want to see them go in and be like, "So you were possessed," and have it, have them walk out and be like, "It wasn't."
1: Yeah, you sort of get oh, like a, oh, right. cape, a Cape Fear type of ending, where like, "Oh yeah, he's he, of course he was, he was possessed." Which would be, a, be a different
0: life. case entirely, right? But like you know, the it would be interesting to see somebody pick up on this case and then be like, "Yeah, me too, totally." Yeah. The devil, sure.
1: Sure, sounds like a, that that works for me. that I'll do that one.
0: Because somebody would do it, like that's if if you if you. If you can murder
1: someone, what, 20, I think it was 22 times he was stabbed. If you can do something like that and get away with it being called manslaughter, uh, then, yeah, you're going to have somebody else go ahead and pull that card.
0: Because, you know, look, they what they did very well in this movie was they're directing this, like, drunk pet shop owner, whatever it is, <laughs> dancing with this guy's bride-to-be. And they show a shot of them, like, both enjoying it. And I was like, you know, we don't really know this kid. He might have mental health issues that we're unaware of. It was the 70s. We weren't having those kind of conversations. Correct. I could totally see where maybe he was like drunk, messed up, had this other situation happen to him and was just like, I just thought they were. Yeah, I thought he again. was
1: attacking my world or he they were doing something that I was not aware of without me. Yeah, like that type of stuff.
0: You know, it's interesting. So I would like to see a little bit more of that. I so think you went a
1: little bit more of the court. Give me like a little bit more of the
0: court drama. I know yeah. we're gonna she's gonna blow smoke in his face. He's gonna walk around like the shining and someone's gonna grow fangs and claws and be like, ah,
1: <laughs> I get
0: it. Like yeah, I'm gonna crawl backwards up the Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I've been I've been there. We're yeah. going to throw a cross at him. Oh, no. Like We have
1: six or seven of these movies in this franchise. We sort of know where we're. Where this I is mean, going. I mean,
0: not just this franchise, Terrence. Just, we have been watching yeah. old men in yeah. robes yeah. point crosses at people and since just before get I was born. Yeah, <laughs> like, no,
1: it's the way it is.
0: <laughs> we've been doing this for a while. Yeah. The same way that when it's Superman, I'm like, I bet he's got a kryptonite. Does he have kryptonite? I bet he's I got bet, a kryptonite. But I bet is. there's going to be a way that Superman's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. so that brings us i think to the box office here we are the second week out of everything being okay in air quotes <laughs> 33 million dollars ahead of its predictions the hbo max numbers of course have not been shown to us they probably won't ever be shown i haven't seen a single article about how corella did on disney plus but, but that sequel got a green light
1: to, i said but they seem to be high enough where disney was like go ahead and green light there like I think eventually they're going to put out those numbers because I think it did well enough where they're like, yeah, we're this is good. We might keep doing this.
0: Which is great. And not yeah. only are these like good numbers for like a cheap horror movie, these are good numbers in the conjuring in and of itself. It beat The Quiet Place 2, which it was going to because it swiped all of the IMAX and large format Took screens nobody, from yeah. it uh which of course it did i don't i can't think of too many movies that were able to hang on for two i mean weeks. i think outside
1: of like marvel films you don't really get multiple weeks in the big no. in the prime theaters yeah no. <laughs>
0: why would you play with cheat codes <laughs> but you know the last one that came out was the nun that opened at 53 million one of the highest pg-13 horror movies i don't even know how they pulled that off. the marketing
1: for that was quite good uh that trailer of the nun is brilliant. The movie was not obviously, but yeah, that trailer was brilliant.
0: Warner Brothers, when they get that marketing machine going, they it it goes. Yeah. The Dark Knights interactive campaign, they built a haunted house for it chapter one. There were red balloons everywhere. Yeah, when they get they want to
1: do it. They can do it.
0: They yeah. do it better than anybody else. Correct. Disney gets to be like Spider Man's here today, but right. Warner Brothers like... puts in work. They do that they I've do. never seen before, and I love it. Yeah, I think everything should be doing that. That would be great. Uh, you know, the first Conjuring forty one million, Conjuring two forty million, Annabelle thirty seven, Annabelle creation thirty five, The Curse of La Llorona twenty six, and Annabelle comes home right at the end with twenty, which yeah. shows a lot. Of things about how tired we are of that raggedy Ann doll.
1: I said that doll is pretty much we we beat the hell out of it. Uh Even hearing this name in this movie, I was like, all right, yeah, don't don't show me, don't 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 do this. I uh,
0: I was thinking a little too like superhero movie, and I was like, they're gonna bring Annabelle out to fight this uh curse. <laughs> that's what they're gonna they're gonna get her into their house, and yeah. then she's gonna like open up the doll, and that's how they're gonna beat it.
1: It's it's funny with that Annabelle series. I'll say this is that I I, I dig it. I think there's only one really great movie. I think Creation's really, really good. Um, and I like Comes Home. I hate the first one. But I first think what's bad. good about that series, they do, they're literally three completely different stylized films. Like they are nothing alike other than the character, like the main point being Annabelle. They're very like, one's a, almost a YA babysitter film with Comes Home and then Creation's this weird, like back in the past type of film. Arm
0: battle. Just trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, you know, it's really, it's the third lowest opening. yeah. But pandemic, HBO Max.
1: I think, right, I was like, I think with the numbers, I think those numbers showing that it, it was number one also being released on HBO Max. This is one I actually watched at home. I had a ticket for Friday and I was like, you know what? This is on HBO Max, screw it, I'm just gonna watch it at home. And I that's what I flipped to and I watched it there. Um, I think having that option, I was like, oh yeah, I don't need to go to the theater to watch it. I don't feel like going and parking and stuff. Have the option. So there's a lot of numbers that I think are are have probably fallen to the wayside for this, but I don't think that matters because they look at that number of just what's in the box office. And this shows you, at the end of the day, even if you have the option to go home, which some people will take, people are ready to go back to the theater. Like it's, it's, if you give them oh, the option, yeah. they're ready to go back to the theater.
0: Right. I thought it was good. I'm sure we're gonna get more. The crooked man is still coming.
1: Yeah, I this isn't a, this isn't a whale that they're gonna be they're done with. Um, and I actually kind of don't mind it. This is one of those ones where we're starting to go back. Like, yeah, screw it. Let's keep going back to the whale until I think the whales completely fall off. We start ending up in that 10 million range. I think they're going to keep doing these
0: until uh, we're in space, Terrence. Until we're in space, we join. We join. We
1: We joined Dom and the family in space.
0: We haven't had The Conjuring in the Hood yet. That's true. We haven't had that's true. Whenever a horror movie goes
1: to space, that's when it's sort of like, all right, we just don't give a shit anymore. Uh, That's sort of the end game movie. Leprechaun went there. Uh, uh, Leprechaun went to the Hood and space.
0: Yeah. He went to the Hood twice, Terrence.
1: He did. He really enjoyed it there. (laughs) Uh,
0: I don't know how many more. They're like, the weird thing is, like, they did Amityville which is a franchise owned by a different studio yeah so i don't know how they're going to do that
1: yeah this is a franchise that just sort of keeps going and they they i don't think there's a quite a map to it anymore they're kind
0: of just like eh we'll see where we land just pick a case out of a hat right like well which one of those things haven't we talked about in that room cool samurai ghost <laughs> i want that i want to know what was up with those nutcrackers i want a christmas conjuring movie And I want a Feudal Japan ghost movie. And I want them immediately. Immediately.
1: Make them happen. Yeah.
0: Christmas Conjuring. Get Shane Black out here. He'll do it. He loves Christmas movies. Yeah. Come Uh, on.
1: This Conjuring universe. Here we are.
0: Well, that's it, guys. That's the show. Uh, I guess there were reasons to make this movie beyond money not really not I'm really sure.
1: <laughs> yeah I, no this was what do you think so, i money. saw
0: it in the theater and you saw it at hbo max did you yeah. feel that you lost anything not seeing it in the theater
1: um maybe because i, I definitely saw the first two in the theater and there was definitely that ambiance, especially in that first one with the clapping and everything the audience was like on its freaking toes you kind of you sort of missed that but i think this movie was so different um that I don't think I, I lost too much of that tension. Like this isn't something that I needed to see in a theater.
0: See, the gasps that you mentioned are what I immediately realized I don't need. <laughs> Sitting in this theater, and could fingers go over that shower curtain, <gasps> behind me, and I immediately I was like, like, I could just be home. Yeah. I could just be home.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. Cause I mean, I think horror and comedy definitely have that when you go into the audience you get that community Look, that a community. full
0: theater so, yeah. yes this is a 60 capacity right. theater terrence yeah these people are, are are almost a stadium away from me and i'm just being like oh my oh! god <laughs> the demon is in him
1: i will say this it's i the haven't name had, of the
0: movie sir I,
1: I haven't had this issue yet but i do think we're going to have to kind of fix people and correct people when they go back to the theater because i think they've been so used to seeing these big films at home that they're talking to shit and talking out loud and, and gasping more than they normally would have before i'm like hey guys we're back in the theater again cut that out we don't want to hear you
0: <laughs> yeah i'm good i'm good yeah. on it I have not seen a big comedy yet back in the theater so i, I have don't not either know.
1: i do not know there how that goes has
0: not been the option for one. yeah
1: yeah uh it's it's it is i will say this that it's interesting interesting that in this return to theater we're getting horror after horror after horror sort of be the the way that we're kind of entering this between spiral uh the quiet place i think it makes
0: sense i think horror movies have always kind of had a worthiness about them there, there's a communal experience it is. It uh, is. and really you know this this is all the counter programming pretty much every week there's a horror movie out so it's it's what we're backed up on yeah. these are all we're still in 2019 theatrically
1: all the stuff that's being released and we won't get out of that. I mean, hell bond, it was supposed to be at the top of that year. So So that's
0: also part of it. These aren't spaced out the way they were going to be, you know, I think spiral was an October movie and a quiet place would have been a summer movie. And I don't even know where this was going to fall on it, but yeah, so I I think that's part of why we're also feeling it. I wonder, I know next week is in the Heights and then I believe we're back to fast nine. So I don't know yeah. that we're going to see any like genre fatigue. but No, I it's starting to
1: change up a little bit, yeah.
0: Which is great. I mean, it's great. This is also, you know, Warner Brothers is dominating this year, which is easy to do when you're the only one releasing movies. Yeah, I think that's but... going
1: to change once, I mean, Marvel has, what, four films coming out this year? I yeah.
0: mean, right. We're about to really see, we're about to really see in a Marvel world if there's fatigue, fatigue. There or not. Yeah. Because we did WandaVision, we did Falcon, we're about to do Loki. And as soon as Loki's over, it is Black Widow, Shane It's just like I'm keeping my foot on your neck. What yeah. if Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah. It like I'm I excited.
1: Like, I am too, but this will be the true test of like, is there fatigue? Because we're gonna I mean, and they haven't they haven't announced it, but the Hawkeye's done. So they're gonna be like, we're gonna throw that in November. Like, there's gonna be stuff just coming at you fast and furious. And this will be the one time where you'd be like, Yeah, I don't really care about the Eternals. We'll see oh. how that box office turns out. We that care Eternals, about the Eternals. That Eternals trailer looks great. great. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think it's going to be great. I think this was great. And I think if you want to be great, you'll leave us a review on iTunes. You'll subscribe to the YouTube channel. You'll subscribe to the podcast. You'll follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Hollywood Already Did It. I'm at, as always, Blake Terrence is at Terrence Tatum. I do another podcast called How Do You Figure? And that is our show for the week. We will see everybody... Next week, when we are back with our Marvel pair-ups, there will not be a theatrical movie. In the Heights is original, so we won't talk about it, Uh, but I'm sure everybody else will. But we will be coming at you with Jamie Jirac again from comicbook.com. We will be pairing up Loki with a time travel movie starting with Back to the Future because it's time to go back in time.
1: Yes. Get your
0: Doc Brown impressions ready. (laughs) and Get your weird creepy dad references ready. Oh, yeah. I love that movie, but uh, but it's got some
1: weird stuff.
0: (laughs) Yep. All right. We'll see everybody then. Later.